0: Yeah, so the name Single Thread really came from when we were first putting together this project. We're a restaurant, we're an inn, We're a small winery, actually, too, as well, but, and also we're a farm, and that's really what's driving everything like that. So as we were going out and explaining to everyone what we were gonna do, people were saying, wow, that's really complicated, all these different things you're gonna do, all of these at the same time and all together. And we kept saying, yeah, well, there's this one single thread that's really connects everything together between our agriculture and the hospitality. So eventually we just said, well, that's what we wanna call it. The idea of transferring energy from one living thing to another has like always been like a very simple mantra uh, for me. And I think oftentimes as chefs we get kind of like too caught up in our dishes and our cuisine and our creativity and all these kinds of things. And you have to like understand at the end of the day, when you're a cook, and what you do is, is you make food and you serve it to people, you are just transferring energy from one living thing to another, and it really, really sort of like simplifies and I think really humbles you as well as a cook. Coming up as a cook, I cooked in California at a variety of different restaurants that were kind of California cuisine as well as Japanese uh, cuisine. And then I had the amazing fortune to go out to Japan and cook there for, for many years in different ways and different types of uh, cuisines. I spent two years writing a book there, but also cooked in Europe and in England on a very sort of like modernist cuisine, sort of really modern and contemporary. and. Really here, I bring all of those things together. We're really guided more by the Japanese philosophy and the principles on a lot of things, not only just cooking, but aesthetics, uh, a lot to do with hospitality as well. We really take a lot of these really incredible techniques and philosophies and applications of nature into the restaurant and dining experience, and we just make them be all about our locality and where we are. What's really our guiding light here is, is that we're always being driven by what is happening today. At Single Thread, we are telling the story of today. This is what's happening in our farm. This is what's in season. This is what's coming from something that we're making or the makers that are around us. So we're focusing more on locality and that's really has served us very well, not only in our cuisine and our philosophy um, and the experience that we want to create for the guests, but also as a business as well. And I think we're seeing more success for restaurants who are focusing on that focusing on the locality being in control of of, uh, more things and really being able to carve their their own path and not being so reliant on some of the systems that uh, you know, can be prone to have a lot of uh, challenges and changes that are coming at you all the time, whether it's cost or supply or availability or quality. But also we're facing environmental challenges because we do farm. We're in an area that is prone to having fires. Uh, We're seeing the effects of climate change every day out in the fields. And we, too, are having to go with those challenges as well, not just the challenges of running a restaurant, but also the challenges of having a farm and being a farmer these days. Well, the topic of sustainability is so broad and there's so many things that we could be doing there's large things that we could be doing there's small things we're doing and we should as chefs and as restaurant professionals we should be looking at it across all different um, aspects from our usage of uh, plastic to our usage of uh, water the way that we're treating our waste and our waste streams and uh, the way that we're you know capturing you know vegetables and composting all these uh, different things but really too the big thing ultimately is is about our sourcing is is like- what food systems are we supporting in the way that we source what is the seafood that we're using what are the meats that we're using what are the vegetables that we're using and where are those coming from so supporting good food systems because we vote with our dollars we we vote every time we make a purchase we're making a vote by that we're saying i am supporting this system over that system and the better systems that we can uh, support and the more that we can financially incentivize whether it's uh, uh seafood and fisheries whether it's ranchers or dairies or, uh, or farmers, and that the more that we can support for them to be motivated to follow good food systems, the better overall change that we can make. My advice for techniques for young chefs, up and coming uh, chefs, and even for experienced uh, chefs of working with vegetables is the same. Really, with working with anything, like it's all about uh, repetition. It's all about uh, planning. It's really about thinking about getting getting the most uh, out of things. And if you're doing certain cuts and really looking at what your trim is and what your waste is, and using that not just as a way for cost savings, which is of course important, but but also just in waste in general, we really have to be focused. On, on, our, on our waste and our waste streams and utilizing those things. And if we are creating waste, looking at waste, we can get that back into the system through, in vegetables through a composting um, system that's uh, that, that's viable. So, uh, you know, really with that, with vegetables, this is really important in terms of servicing diners and getting our dining community and our guests more excited about plant-based things is really is applying a lot of technique. You know, cooking a steak or cooking a piece of fish while taking practice, and you have to do a lot of repetition, is relatively simple and straightforward coaxing the flavor out of vegetables and creating dishes that have a lot of um, appeal and really excitement with vegetables it takes more technique and so i know i think for me that vegetable cookery is much more exciting than working with um, animal proteins in that there is so much opportunity for flavor development for textures and to create new and innovative ideas i guess i've never seen before so it's really about thinking uh, creatively there's so much opportunity that vegetables give us, not only with the vegetables themselves, but within those vegetables, the different varieties that we can look at and bringing different flavors and comparing and contrasting and showing things. Farmers are doing so many amazing things, whether that's going back and looking at heirloom varieties or breeding things for specific uh, flavors. And there's so much excitement um, out of there that that's really where the innovation is ultimately gonna be. So the dish that we're making today is a very, very simple dish. It's a very, very like classic dish. And it's kind of fun to do it because it's not overly chefy or, you know, fussy, but it really does have uh, what I think is like a really warm heart of not only something that's delicious, uh, but that has a, a lot of hospitality with it. And is really made from one person to give to another. So we're making a classic dish that comes from Japanese uh, cooking called onigiri. This is a very, very like Common dish you see all over. You see it in kids' uh, lunches made by their by their parents. You see it in you know people's uh, lunch uh, bag you know to work. You can find it in restaurants, but you can also find it in little convenience stores and little shops uh, that make uh, onigiri. So it's very very typical uh, to see in Japan, and you have all these different flavors. But our take on it really is just to bring in the seasonal vegetables. So we're always trying to connect our guests with today what's happening in this moment on our farm, and we serve these onigiri in our in rooms, so in one of our five rooms when guests arrive and they go to check in, they'll find uh, one of these uh, sitting in the room waiting for them because for us, we're thinking about how they feel. Uh, we always try to put ourselves in the place of the guests and think about how do they feel at this moment? And what can we do that's really aligned with how they feel? So they've probably driven several hours to get here They are dining with us that night. So they probably didn't have a very big lunch They're probably coming in a little bit hungry. It's 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the afternoon and their dinner reservation is at 7 So they probably just need that little something to tide them over but not a big uh, meal so we make this one is this really is kind of a A way to say we know you're hungry but you don't want to eat too much you just need a little something so here's something from from us to you made by hand that also has vegetables from our farm that are in season right now and begin to tell you that story about today and what we harvested today so our farm is a 24 acre farm. It's on the Dry Creek Valley. So really in the heart of Sonoma wine country, we're completely surrounded by vineyards on all sides. So uh, we v- very importantly too, to our region, bring biodiversity um, uh, to the region. So, you know, we think of monocropping as being something that's a corn, soy and wheat, but in, up here in wine country too, we can have a lot of grapes, which can be really intense. So it's really important that we mix within our vineyards. We have these uh, small organic farms that, that creates bio and uh, works in, you know, partnership uh, with them in terms of the biodiversity. So the farm is run by my wife, Katina. Um, She runs it all with uh, regenerative agriculture uh, practices. We're what's called a no-till farm, which means we don't have any uh, heavy machinery on there. Everything is done by hand. We do it in smaller beds. We work in what we call small succession. So we do small independent plantings over in, uh, increments of time. So that ultimately when we're harvesting, we have small harvests that we can have that can sustain us over a longer period of time. So all of our uh, practices are um, are all really in accordance with nature. and never against it, working with the seasons and really focusing all of our energy and attention into good soil health. So the energy is put into creating very, very healthy soil. Healthy soil creates healthy plants. And what we're trying to do there is that she's raising very nutrient-dense vegetables. So nutrient-dense vegetables go hand in hand with flavor. So the more that we can focus on the soil health is better for the the environment. Um, And the healthier our soil is, is the more delicious and more nutritious ultimately that our vegetables will be and this process uh takes time and it takes a lot of love and, and, uh, and attention and I'm, I'm very lucky as a chef to be able to work directly with my my wife as a, as a farmer and really what is happening on the farm and what she's doing on the farm that ultimately drives what we do creatively here so we don't say within the kitchen what do we want to cook tomorrow okay let's order the ingredients it's really the farm saying here's what we have here's what is good here's what it's at its peak here's what we're harvesting and then we're told that and then we decide creatively how we can showcase that because it's our role as chefs to really showcase the hard work of the farmer. Because they're working for months and months to grow this vegetable that we only have for a few hours. So that harvest comes in at 11 a.m. and it's it's served that night. So really we want to be showing that hard work of the farmer uh, to to our, our guests and tell the story of what they do and taste all the amazing flavor that they've created. Our menu is always changing to be very present in that moment. And we want guests to feel very present in that moment as well.